It is my privilege this morning to open our worship by directing your attention to the fifth prophecy in the Bible about the Lord Jesus Christ. So turn in your Bibles with me to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Deuteronomy chapter 18. We are Bible Christians. The second word means that we are disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. The disciples were first called Christians in Antioch of Syria. And we want to have a Christ-centered church. The first promise of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Bible is Genesis chapter 3 and the 15th verse, the seed of the woman. The second prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ is in chapter 22 of Genesis, and it's the seed of Abraham. The third prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ is chapter 49 of Genesis, and it is Shiloh of Judah. The fourth prophecy is Numbers chapter 24, where Balaam prophesied of a star coming out of Jacob and a scepter coming out of Israel to rule the world. We leave Job 19 alone because we are not certain of its date, though it probably is number three, and because the Lord placed it in the canon of Scripture well after the books of Moses. So here we come to number five in the order that I've just laid out for you. I just told you of prophecies that stretch all the way back 6,000 years, and the reason for the earth and the reason for the universe is a platform, a stage for a drama of Almighty God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The whole thing, the whole universe is about the Son of God, and we want to make Him the center of our church. And we will today from Isaiah chapter 50. But let me give you uh, a prophecy that is here. First of all, let me remind you of the terror of Mount Sinai. When Jehovah God brought his people Israel out of Egypt with a mighty hand, destroying that nation and drowning their army in the Red Sea, he took them into the Sinai Peninsula and to the base of Mount Sinai. At the base of Mount Sinai, they put up a barrier around that mountain, and God lit that mountain on fire so that it looked like a blast furnace. And it shook, and with thunders and lightning and fire and a tempest, the people were terrified. And the warning was that if anyone went past that barrier, they were to be thrust through with darts. They couldn't have sex for three days before they got to the mountain. It was a very serious time of worshiping God. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 12 that even Moses exceedingly feared and quaked at the sight of God and his law of condemnation. The people didn't want to listen to God. His voice was like the sound of a trumpet that got louder and louder and louder, piercing their senses. And so they begged Moses to tell God that they wanted Moses to get the message and they wanted someone like Moses to tell them what his message was for them so that they wouldn't have to listen to that overwhelming, terrifying voice. And that's what they said. And so Moses went up on the mountain and got the Ten Commandments and the rest of the commandments and brought them down to the people. 
Here's the fulfillment of their request. Deuteronomy 18 and verse 15. Deuteronomy 18, 15. Prophecy number five in your Bibles for the existence of the universe. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken. According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more, that I die not. And the Lord spake unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth. And he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. Amen Amen and amen. These verses are about the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a prophet and a priest and a king out of the midst of the brethren of Israel like unto Moses. And so that God set up a mediator between God and men so that we did not have to deal directly with Almighty God in His holy nature, but we could deal with the Lord Jesus Christ, who was touched with all the feelings of our infirmities and was tempted in all points like as we are, but without sin. This is the purpose of the universe, for the glory of God through the display of His attributes in saving and judging men by His glorious only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. And God gave him all the words to speak. How many times in the Gospel of John do we read about, my father told me this, I work my father's works, I have my father's doctrine, because God gave him everything that he spoke when he was here on earth and what he gave to his apostles to write down for us. But I love that 19th verse, and it matches so well with the last two verses of Isaiah 50, it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, he shall lie down in sorrow. I shall require it of him. It says in Isaiah 50, he shall lie down in sorrow. What a Savior we have. The Apostle Peter in Acts chapter 3, not 2 on the day of the morning of Pentecost, but Acts chapter 3 quotes this passage and applies it to the Lord Jesus Christ for us. This is our Savior. This is God's Son. And Isaiah 50 describes, in brief, his life, of how God gifted him, and he was faithful with those gifts, and how he meekly submitted to the torture and torment of men with perfect confidence that God was with him, approved of his work, and would justify him so that he would never be ashamed or confounded. And those that don't want to listen to him will lie down in sorrow. And those that gather to his light, he will provide for them all the comfort, peace, joy, and truth that they ever wanted. It is such a blessing. He is the touchstone of all men. The Lord Jesus Christ is the touchstone 
A touchstone was a special piece of quartz used to measure the purity of gold by the way it responded on, a particular, on this particular stone. And the Lord Jesus Christ sets a division among all men who are going to hear him and submit to him like he is the only begotten Son of God and who is going to neglect him and come up with their own ideas and their own opinions of how they're going to live and how they're going to worship. And the difference is enormous. Let us love him today. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, maranatha. Grace be unto all them that love the Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity and in truth. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this fifth prophecy of our Savior. Thank you for setting up a mediator between thee and us that we could deal through him. And he is the perfect high priest, exceeds all other high priests in every way that can be measured. Jesus, after the order of Melchizedek, is far superior to Aaron and every other priest in every way, by every measure. Abraham and Levi paid our priest tithes. When Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek, our priest never dies. Every priest on earth, whether it's Aaron or a priest of a false religion, you convey your entire life to him, and then he dies on you. And you have no mediator left. But the Lord Jesus Christ lives forever. And he is able to save to the uttermost them that come unto God by him. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. O Lord God Almighty, we thank thee for the gift of thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank thee for this trail of prophecies that we are able to read, able to understand, and delight in that are found in the pages of Holy Scripture. We thank thee that you did raise up a mediator, between thee and us, one like unto Moses, taken out of the people. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them which believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of man, nor of the will of the flesh, but of God. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for regenerating us, and showing us your Son. We thank thee, Holy Father, that in your choice to create a great drama in a universe that you would create, you gave us existence. Then you gave us salvation. Then you gave us revelation. And you continue to give us conviction. And you have given us this assembly. And you have given us this nation with its freedom of religion laws by which we are able to come together this day. Oh, Holy Father, blessed God, we know that you love your Son and we want to love him with thee. And we pray your blessing upon our assembly this day that Jesus Christ will be exalted and that you will be praised. Forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That holy law that came down to Moses condemns us all. Without the Lord Jesus Christ, who perfectly fulfilled it, we have no hope of eternal life. But in him 
and through him, by him, and yes, even to him, we thank thee for the gift of eternal life. By your sovereign pleasure, for your own glory and grace. Heavenly Father, be with us now. We pray for all your servants around the world that preach in sincerity and in truth, that you will fill them with content and matter, like Elihu, that felt like he was a wine bottle ready to burst, that you will give them the courage and boldness to open their mouths, and that you will give them eloquence and plainness of speech, that the word of the Lord might have free course and be glorified. Deliver them from their enemies. Fill them with the power of Pentecost, that they might persuasively teach those under their care that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ might be strengthened and go forth in power and convert and convict around the earth today. We thank Thee for our opportunity here. And now, Heavenly Father, let us not squander this grace or fail of the grace of God, but to use everything You've given us with all our might to honor Thy Son, without Him and without whom we are nothing, and can do nothing, but with him and by him, all things are possible. And we thank thee for him. Oh Lord, we thank thee for him. And we shall yet thank thee for him in the day to come when he saves us from the eternal condemnation that we so thoroughly deserve. It's in Jesus' name we pray and offer up this thanksgiving and ask for your mercy upon us. Amen. Amen.